I don't know what we're going to talk about. We could have this a special Chris episode and let Chris run the whole thing. You wouldn't hear anything. Chris, you're running the show today. We just made up our mind. We could talk about how long it actually takes to make a blockchain from the ground up. Cause Why don't we talk about like the evolution of blockchain from uh, like getting into like proof of stake? A lot of people don't quite understand, I think, how some of that stuff works. Like people thinking that it takes six months to make a blockchain. Yeah, we could. We could fit all that in. Talk about some other bullshit, too, and make fun of Zach a little bit in between. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm good with that, too. Uh, I'd happily you can sit and talk shit about, shit about me. I don't do anything anyways. We can have our boy Ron come on here, and he'll never shut the fuck up. Nah, man. Nah, man. We're trying to keep this shit, you know, under an hour, <laughs> not under six. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DB Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DB Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information has done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only. I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. I'm the COO. I am Chris, aka Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer. My name is Zach. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer, better known as the When Marketing Officer, because it never gets done, right? Okay. Our long show, we will talk about Infinity, crypto in general, DeFi, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Babbling nonsense. Is there cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. I think they'd be more worried if you didn't curse. <laughs> Love these guys. Show me the money. Good morning and welcome to Affinity Protocol right here live this week on WDVRDVRadio.net. Uh, we got a good show planned, I think, this morning, I think, right? And... Yeah, I'm back. Man, no, I just jacked up that fucking intro of my cough. I don't want to talk about it because my <laughs> mic fell, but it is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. Yeah, man. Dropping this mic. Uh, I've been dropping the soap, though, right? Uh, anyway. <laughs> it depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, wait. yeah, we're good. Glad, I'm glad to be back live this week. I know uh, last week we were recorded. I was away on vacation. It was a good time. I don't want to talk too much about it because, uh, you know, I just, I don't. It was Disney. You know, it had its ups. It had its downs, you know. But nice weather. I mean, the weather held out for us really well. What do you mean you had its downs? Did you get <laughs> sick or something while you were down there? I did. I did. Last couple of days, uh, you know, well, the, the second to last day, I was in bed all day. Uh, but we were there for 11 days. Most of it was uh, pretty good. Like I said, the weather weather held out. Only a little bit of rain right towards the end. Uh, a lot of walking. You know, anybody that's been to Disney knows the story especially if you've been there with kids. Uh, so I am hopefully going to take another vacation so I can rest from that one soon. Uh, but now... Yeah, the vacation after the vacation, right? Yeah. We're actually discussing that already. We're trying to figure out something that maybe you know me and the wife can do for, for a little bit. Uh, you already did that, though. You went to Las Vegas. Yeah, that's Las Vegas. Yeah. So that's, that's, I want to <laughs> relax, man. I, my problem is... Again, I'm cheap. So, like, where can I go that I can do this? 
True. <laughs> True. Why don't you go to the vineyard? Nah. Uh, you know what's funny? I've never actually been there. Believe it or not. Uh, but anyhow. What you been doing with your life then? <laughs> I mean, I've never been either, so. <laughs> Staying away from the vineyard. <laughs> Probably a good call. Actually, I heard it's not as what it's it's uh what it's hyped up to be. Just a whole area uh, going down south along the Carolinas. I guess it's a uh, kind of gross, uh, to, for lack of a better term. Um, I guess there's a I got a boy who lives down there, and uh, I forgot exactly. There's a little like a, he goes, you know, everybody goes to the vineyard, everybody goes over, you know, along the Myrtle Beach and all that fun shit. But like, yo, Martha's uh, Vineyard is way far from Myrtle Beach. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard is in uh, Massachusetts, bro. <laughs> oh, I thought, um, isn't there one in North Carolina, too? I mean, there's Myrtle Beach. Well, I know Myrtle Beach, but... <laughs> no, I could have I swear there was another vineyard. Because I was talking to him, there's another vineyard down there. I swear you to God. To, you need to break uh, out your Rand everybody... McNally. No, I mean, there's, a, there's a few vineyards down there. I think I know which one you're talking about. Because my mom, or no, my, uh, my mom went in to, like, some vineyard down there at some point. Um... I don't think it's right on the beach. So I think it's closer to the mountains. It's like they have like period piece hotels or some shit like that. Well, I could have swore it was that one, but nonetheless, uh, he goes like just the whole area, like you know, Myrtle Beach, that vineyard. I'm pretty, it's probably the same one. Like it's just the most popular one down in North Carolina. Um, I mean, it's right next to a military base. But uh, he's like, they're terrible. He's and they told me about this small little island that's like right in between South Carolina and North Carolina. And it's like an actual island out in the ocean. He goes, that's the fucking spot. Um, I gotta look it up. But man, you should go there. Go go to a little island. You feel me? You know, maybe not Epstein's Island, but something like it. You feel me? <laughs> you need to go to an island. Uh, I do. I do. I do want to thank uh, Ray and Keanu for being our listeners this morning. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you guys tuning in. At least we know we got two people listening. I mean, they always hear. I listen to myself talk, so it is what it is. I'm waiting for when Ray actually gets on here. I want to hear all his bowling stories. I don't really. I'm just joking. Uh, but Ray, I do got something for you. I want to. I wanted to talk about this pre-show. Overwatch Two came out, uh, and it, it, it was a mess uh, right from the launch. Um, (laughs) and, uh, anybody that hasn't been paying attention or doesn't give a shit about Overwatch, uh, you know, you can block yours if you want. But, uh, when the, when it came out, like you just couldn't connect. Right. And this is a big company. This is, you know, Blizzard Activision, right? This is not some small, uh, you know, uh, indie developer or anything like that. This is a massive company launches a game that they've been working on for years. And nobody could connect up. Massive queues. Uh, 30,000 people in front of you wait times. <laughs> just an absolute mess. I don't know why this shit keeps happening. Uh, I, I am going to bridge this into like into relevant conversation when it has to come to uh, into uh, you know blockchain stuff here in a second. But just to get into that, like these companies, these big, big companies, it, it keeps happening, right? Remember when... Um, was a couple of games. Well, first of all, every time a new um, a Warcraft expansion comes out, same shit happens, and a new one is coming in, in about a month. Same thing always happens. Same company, Activision Blizzard. Uh, you know, we had the same thing happen with, with uh, Atlas years ago, remember? Granted, that's 
more of an indie developer, but same thing. Like all these games, they don't, it's like they don't prep for launch, right? It's, it seems to me that that concept of, you know, when you're going to hype a game up, you've been advertising the shit out of it. You know, there's a lot of people coming, prep your damn servers, make sure that the stress test. I mean, but it's, but it's not, it's not yeah. even just them. It's, it's all of the yeah. big companies. Cause look every, at what happened in the world. Yes. Yeah. New, world, new world, world launch was every garbage. time. There's an apex update every time clockwork, every three months, every single time server drops. <clears throat> First day for the past fucking two and a half years, every three months, everybody just knows it's going to happen. <laughs> Don't play in the first day because you're going to get a code leaf. You're going to get a code net. You're just going to drop. It's awful. Yeah. Every single time, every company, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. It took a uh, fuck. I played Warzone for uh, just for shit. Maybe the first six months that it came out uh, a couple years ago, uh, Warzone itself, right? The, the BR version. Um, and it was really good. It was really good for you know, like in the first few months. Um, yep. And then their servers just took a dive. You know, obviously they're, I don't know, the, the capacity, I'm guessing the capacity of the servers started to come overburdened just because the games were becoming terrible more and more. And it went on for months. And of course, like you even have pros complaining and Activision's just like, yeah, we'll take care of it. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> I never do. I never do. Ever. It's all fucking, uh, all the COD servers are Activision servers now. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens with the new uh modern warfare 2 coming out here and i believe about five days uh yeah. I, I suspect the same type of mess gonna... well we don't know because oh, division's awful. owned by microsoft now it it is but they haven't fully taken over a lot of things if not most things so we'll hmm. see they're very much still operating as an independent entity I mean, shit, EA is one of the biggest fucking, right, one of the biggest companies out there, and they have some of the worst, they have had some of the worst servers for almost their entire time of being in the gaming industry. Like, you can, it's awful playing sports games online. Awful. Oh, yeah. Um, And then Apex, the one who they respawn, they use EA servers, but same thing. Like, you can't play Madden online. It's just garbage. (laughs) Absolute garbage. Like, what the, (laughs) but it's the most simple game too, right? And EA is, again, one of the biggest gaming companies billion dollar company and you can't have fucking the best servers in the world just makes no sense absolutely no sense and speaking of madden i did play madden 2023 it's it's you know what you would expect like every other madden that comes out sure. <laughs> same thing just new roster, better grass but... better, better grass better yeah. ball papa john's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's stupid and and We've had this thing because I've been playing Madden for a very, very long time. Uh, I took a few years off because I just, it was pointless to play because again, it's the same rehashed bullshit. Uh, but th- we had this thing called, uh, uh, NEA or Maddenisms where the game would just cheat on you like blatantly, you know, no matter what you're doing, you're playing. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you're playing against the worst team in the league and you just can't stop anything because that game decided at that point in time, you are going to get scored on and there's nothing yes. you're going to do about it. Uh, That's not normal. <laughs> you know, or a series no, of events 100%. happens where like everybody on your team just can't hold on to the ball. You're going to fumble. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just weird. I don't, I don't like that kind of shit. I don't, you know, if, if you're going to let me play, let me play. Don't, you know, force things to happen just to try to make the game a little more fair. 
What's I got a good question for you then. What's the bad, best Madden ever to exist? There's only one answer here. A lot of Maddens. I mean, oh, there is, man. <laughs> I don't play a lot of Madden, so I really can't answer that intelligently, to be honest. I don't know. What's your opinion on what you got? Mine's 2008. I think 2008 was, was on the, the cover because that's how I know I remember um, that was that was Randy Moss's year. Was I think it? it was. I think it was. Yeah, that would. Be, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Moss. Moss was on the cover of that one. Um, absolutely, it was. It was just amazing. It was just the most sound game. Right, and same thing with like 2K. Obviously, 2K has the uh, the same thing. Like my favorite 2K is like 2014. I think it was. It's uh, the 2014 to 2012. Uh, but I don't know. Like they just drop like one Madden out of nowhere that it, or, yeah, or one yeah. sports game out of nowhere that is just structurally sound. You don't get that, you know, that fucking that garbage time shit. Um, the actual like stats are correct to what they should be from. That's another thing too is like sometimes they'll just jack up players for no reason. You're like, oh yeah, this dude doesn't do shit in real life. Why the fuck is he in 99? Like, I don't, you know, it, it's yep. stupid. Or he's like a forty, but he's still breaking like every tackle and running that for too. thirty yards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. NCAA's coming back next year. I'm pretty really? excited about that. Yeah, because of all you know, obviously all the changes to college sports and allowing uh, players to uh, uh, get royalties and all that. Because that was the big thing. That's why they had to take it down because they were using likenesses of college players and and colleges yep. and all that, but they couldn't pay them, so they were capitalizing on it. But the people that were being represented in the game were not yeah. being compensated. So now that that's kind of a thing, they're bringing NCAA back next year. Which I always yeah, like that shit hadn't been happening forever. I know. <laughs> I've heard so many stories. Uh, I think it was like Deion Sanders, I believe it was. I just on a podcast with somebody. Um, and he goes, when I was in college, man, like this was straight out of high school going to college. They were giving me 10 grand a, uh, a month. To make sure everything was good, like you know, all the scouts, all the you know, the NFL scouts and shit, like they were paying me to make it seem like they wanted me, you know, shit like that. Oh yeah, uh, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. A lot of them, all the big names, tens of thousands of dollars a month. That shit's crazy, man. All under the table, all of it, all under the table. Oh, I believe it. It's wild. Cash money. <laughs> yep. Well. I mean, if you're going to use somebody's likeness, I, you know, I think it's only fair to compensate them, especially if you're making millions and millions of dollars, billions at this Sucks. point. But oh yeah, I mean, shit, those games are arguably still played. Oh yeah, still idolized the old ones. I ain't gonna lie, I still played. I what did I play the other day? Uh, I say the other day it was a few weeks ago. Uh, Battlefield, the 1942 Desert Combat. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. like. Man, that's like 2003-ish, right? Something like that. Yeah, fucking... <laughs> you're, uh, did you play Mercenaries? No, uh, I know. I don't think I've ever played it, though. Mm, that shit was tight, too. And then Black. Black was a really fucking good game. Wicked underrated. Um, oh, man, I love original Xbox. That, sh- that was my game. That was my shit. Damn. <laughs> that was honestly, like... When think of like systems, I know I'm probably on it. I mean, Chris, the youngest here, I get it. You know, we don't get to get into age and shit. All right. Well, my first system was an N64. Uh, I played, I had an N64 for, I don't know, from what I remember, I think I was like five or six when I started playing video games. Um, and I had N64 for a while and then I had a GameCube. Uh, I fucking love the GameCube. The GameCube is sick. 
Um, yeah, well, and I think I got an Xbox when I was maybe 10 ish. It was only a few, few year gap, but I just remember being so revolutionary, you know, like playing the original Halo shit like that. I was like, what the fuck? Like absolutely mind blowing. Right. Um, and then here we are today, of course, fucking monster ass PCs and shit that would blow us out of the water. <laughs> um, but I truthfully love going back <clears throat> and playing the old games. Like I have, uh, olden 64 games still in the Switch that, you know, I just, Go back, go back and play like fucking Super Mario 64. You feel me? Um, Hell next yeah. year, they're releasing a bunch more games too. A bunch of old, old games, um, onto the Switch. I love that shit though. Love that shit. It's just nice to go back and play. Truthfully, cause like they put more effort into games back then, in my opinion. You know, everything is just about multiplayer and how can we get money and how can we get a, a player base, which is cool. Um, but again, like that's actually why I'm, uh, I might, might, go and play this modern warfare campaign. Cause I, I'm curious why they dropped it earlier before. I mean, obviously to force people to play it. Cause no one ever is. I don't remember the last time I played a call of duty campaign. To be honest here. Like truthfully, yeah. the fuck is going to sit down and play a campaign of call of duty. I don't give a shit. It's got unlocks. <laughs> but when you beat it is right. But like now, I mean, I, actually I think modern warfare two was actually the last one. Right. Cause that one had, that one was pretty good. Um, but still that was what, 10 years ago. Right. Um, I don't remember the last time I actually played a nice, a, a good story game. Everything is about BRs. Everything is about MMOs, like New World, right? Or, you know, just going out and exploring and playing with your friends and yada, yada. Um, yeah. do, you, do, you, do you guys play Borderlands? You need to get your appetite. You, ever, you never have ever played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the best single player games out? Of course I have. Not a you played new one? No, 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 no. I don't. I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. Um, personally, I'm waiting for the new God of War. The new God of War comes out next month, and I am just like slowly, slowly, slowly waiting um, and slowly dying while I wait. Sorry. Um, did you play the first God of War, Chris? I didn't. <laughs> Top notch. <You> <laughs> fucking absolute. You can get it on PC now, too. Absolute God tier game. Did you play the old God of Wars? Now, I know a couple of people that really, really love God of War. I've never really... I've watched no, so like, some video I will take up it, the whole but... fucking time play to talk about video games, but the old ones back on PlayStation, right? Uh, PS, PlayStation 1, 2, 3, whatever. Um, they're just hack and slashes. Linear hack and slash games. Go through, kill stuff, beat the level, have a good day, right? Um, yeah. And then the new one that came out on PlayStation 4, I was expecting that, which is cool, because it's just fun to sit down and play, but it's just a full open world, completely customizable fucking a game just based around Greek mythology. I'm uh, sorry, Norse mythology in this one. And it's just mind blowing that the whole thing got a 10 out of 10 out of everywhere. I truthfully deserved it. <clears throat> I put easily almost like 2000 hours into the fucking game. Just sick. There's so I much can. you can do. There's so much you can do straight up. You can play it twice. And then there's just so much extra shit to do. It's wild guys, like straight up. And the next one comes out next month. Um, cause the, that one came out shit like three, four years ago. Shit. I remember I thought it was a baby when that came out. So yeah, it must have been about four years ago. Um, the new one comes out next month and that one's about Thor and Ragnarok. Um, it's, I just can't wait. It's going to be fucking badass. Would recommend to everybody. I can talk about video games all day. That's true. That's true. Especially with all the stuff coming out. Facts. A lot of stuff coming out over the next like three or four months. But still waiting for Skull and Bones. <laughs> Just saying. Been for that for like four years. Just saying. 
Still waiting on Skull and Bones. <laughs> waiting for Bully 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which leads us back into, you know, us and what we're doing and, and, and what everybody else is doing with, with development, right? Circle this back around. We're talking about video games and what's coming out and broken-ass servers and everything else. And uh, <laughs> when you... <laughs> When you're when you're kind of in that realm, and, and if you just look around, everybody, you know, here and, and everybody listening, you know, in some way or form, you're you're affected by updates or, or broken or working software, whether it's Windows updates or or whatever uh, software you might use for for your job or just day to day life or video games or whatever it may be. So it's. Sometimes I think we might lose sight of that. Like what is actually happening? What, what's going on? How many people are actually working on this stuff and the resources being put into it? And then we look at what we're seeing in Web3 development and the mindset that things should just happen in a matter of a couple of weeks and work perfectly with no bugs, with no issues. Um, and for me personally, the, the things that I, I absolutely understand that is a huge difference and why it actually should uh, take more care. And there should be a little bit more patience is the fact that there is so much of people's personal money and security and other things that are involved, right? When I'm playing a, a video game, yeah, it sucks. It's my time, right? I'm sitting there trying to log into a server. Or, you know, I spent 40, 50, 60 bucks on a game. I want it to work, but I'm not handing somebody over you know, 500, uh, thousand, 10 grand of, of money and expecting, you know, them to take the best care of it, uh, or, or connecting up, you know, my wallet that may have, you know, tens of thousands or potentially even millions of, of, uh, uh, dollars worth of assets. So really there should be more care put into it than you even see in these big companies that are developing video games and, and operating systems and all that. So, you know, it kind of all goes back to that, and in, in, in it's it's a it's all mindset thing. I know we all brought it on ourselves. Um, you know, it started what about two years ago when it was more of a, a hype game. I was starting to see that kind of shift, which is a good thing. Uh, but really, that's kind of the point I want to make when I was, <laughs> I was kind of bringing up all the the broken AAA game bullshit. I mean, but it, it's a good it's a good point though because that kind of goes into one of the other things we were going to discuss too is legitimate blockchain development and the amount of effort and work and and time that goes into it. Oh, I'll just take this. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's absolutely true, right? And with blockchains, uh, there's a, a a few different things that go into that with depending on what the blockchain is even being developed for. Right. So, yep. You know, there's, there's a, you look at the top five. Uh, the majority of them are used for layer two. Uh, look at Binance, Ethereum. Uh, you know, all we, when we think of those, we think of the tokens that are on them. We don't necessarily think about the utility and what the Ethereum or Binance blockchain can do, especially do outside of, have smart contracts for tokens and NFTs and things like that. That's 
that's really where that tunnel vision comes in when it comes to blockchain. Because that's what we, again, that's what we're used to. We're used to seeing what tokens launch it next. Uh, how can yep. I, how can I rotate uh, funds into another one and, and, and build a, a bag and increase my uh, net worth and, and assets. Uh, but there's a, a lot more to blockchain technology than just tokens or, or, um, you know, the layer two aspect of it. And there is a lot, there's thousands of actual blockchains out there, whether they're private or public. Well, that's one of the harder things that, that is, I guess, more difficult to fathom is that it's not just, you know, simple coding. It's, it's even just the planning process that has to go into it, like the thought process that has to go into exactly how the blockchain, your blockchain is going to operate versus anything else. Yeah. Yeah, and a, and a perfect example of that is one of the utilities that that I know uh, society and the people that are are in the the blockchain realm are really pushing for is data storage and speed. Yep. You know, there's a reason for that. You know, they, they're not doing it so you know it for the currency purposes. I mean, obviously oh. for transaction transaction um, quickness, right? Because when you look at the average speed of making a, a credit card transaction versus making a transaction with uh, with a wallet, you know, and I'm going to buy something at a store, you don't want to be standing in line for two or three minutes waiting for the blocks to verify. <laughs> so your transaction you go through, uh, where with a credit card, it would take a couple seconds. So, you know, those types of things, you know, combined with, like I said, data storage, where, you know, looking at the security and when I say security of blockchain, I'm not talking about some of this other other shit that you're seeing with just people writing bad code. I'm talking about the actual layer one of the blockchain itself being able to handle the amount of data for things like being able to put medical records or being able to put uh, even just simple file storage, you know, like you would see on Google Cloud, uh, maybe putting some of that stuff on chain you know, things like that. And these, this is what that technology is moving towards. And a lot of times we lose sight of that again, because of uh, what we're seeing on crypto Twitter and, and, and everywhere else. Uh, it's a completely different story. So something I want to tie into that, which is actually kind of interesting. So we're talking about uh, video games. I actually read an article um, yesterday about, um, his, his name is Jeremy. I forgot his last name. So he worked for Nintendo all through, you know, the Donkey Kong, you know, the original Donkey Kong, all that, that whole era. Right. And yeah. he stopped working for Nintendo in about 10, uh, 2010, um, when the whole like free to play era came out and stuff like that. That's what we're talking about. And as of late, uh, I think in 2020 or 2021, he got hired by Nintendo again. So Nintendo actually has a web three portion of their company. Um, that's just obviously nothing has been developed or announced yet. Um, but they're looking into bringing games to the blockchain and how it can, how it can be done. And that's what they talk about too, is just that right now blockchain speeds are just too slow to house something like that. Now, you know, we're kind of, he goes, we're kind of reverting back to, you know, how we were before with again, the early Donkey Kong days and stuff like that, where, they had terrible servers and stuff like that, that, you know, couldn't house what they're trying to do, um, you know, and uh, 
essentially, you know, we have these big conglomerate companies like Nintendo who are starting to get into the game. You know, shit like that is important because in the next, let's say, seven years, be until 2030, right? The next seven years are going to be really pivotal because each company, EA, as we've been talking about, EA, Activision, all these fucking guys, they're going to see this and they're going to come and they're going to get into it. And oh, absolutely. That money gets behind it. It's, it's just fucking it. Truthfully, that's it. Um, so it's, it's really exciting to hear. It was, it was actually a really good read, um, yesterday. And I was like, damn, like this shit's real. You know, it's coming. It's coming really yeah. soon. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why we take the stands that we do and we keep trying to, you know, preach the fact of, of blockchain technology rather than worrying just so much about the bear market. I know. It's really difficult to do because the bear market is, is affecting your bottom line, or at least, you know, on, on paper, uh, so to speak, when you just look at your wallet and, and have to just, you know, <laughs> be a little upset for a while. But what you're talking about there is, is the technology. It has nothing to do with an actual currency, but it drives what the currencies will do. That's the whole point is getting the technology to be used, building things that is, are going to increase the usability, getting more eyes on it, companies on it, and, and showcasing what the capabilities are of the technology to then drive that mass adoption, which will in turn drive blockchain and all the cryptocurrencies that are associated with it in a completely different direction than what they're going now. Like right now we see it. They just, they just track the NASDAQ and you know, it's basically like another tech stock, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. In order to shift away from that, the underlying technology has to be adopted more. It, it just has to. But yeah, that's, that's my two cents on it, but it right now, yeah, but that, that, yeah. that shift will come eventually. It's just, just like any other software development or, or technological breakthrough, it takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but again, this is this is why when when you see the conversations happen about you know long holds and and you know, waiting things out and and all that, that's really where it should be coming from. Not necessarily just. You know, if uh, if I hold out, you know, the market will shift and, and everything else. Yes, because it will, you know, <laughs> been around a long time in this game. I've seen the stock market go up and down in massive, massive movements over the years. It always goes down. It always comes back up. Uh, it's just when and, and what's going to be the, um, the driving force behind it. But again, for, for crypto to really kind of decouple from a lot of the the stock market stuff and a lot of the sediment it needs to be thought of a little less than just currency which that really stemmed from obviously bitcoin being the big player that came on and bitcoin will always be around it'll always be the uh you know store of value and 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 all of that but the bitcoin blockchain itself doesn't really have i'm sorry for all the bitcoin maxis out there that might attack me for this but it doesn't really have any other purpose other than being a stored value or a currency, uh, just the way it's oh, they're gonna built, attack you, guy. Which is fine, but it's true. Uh, the, the way it's built, and designed, and and, and it is uh, 
absolutely truly decentralized you know uh, unlike you know when you look at like binance and and uh, especially binance and they showed that a lot in recent times uh and ethereum to a point and some of these others where it's way less decentralized which is good and bad but when you you know the the more centralized you are the more you can adapt and evolve and and change for utility on your chain but obviously it it kind of breaks some of the the underlying you know reasoning behind having a blockchain yeah. Uh, yeah. i think overall there needs to be a halfway point between decentralization and centralization you go too far right there's things that people aren't going to like and things that are going to be different if you go completely decentralized like you're saying you lose that upgradability that you have with centralization so i think Overall, it needs to be that good halfway point. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because think about if if the uh, the Bitcoin blockchain did have you know the the option to uh, you know upgrade it and and really do some. Now, granted, yes, you can hard fork it and do some other stuff, but the actual uh, you know if, if there was more ability to do things directly to that chain, then they they could do a lot of good things outside of just currency but also when we when you talk about the the actual chains right and i like i mentioned there's private ones is there's public chains you know private chains being those that might be used behind closed doors at a company kind of like with a, a network right you have an intranet at your at your business right most people if you work in an office or anything like that chances are you have a closed off intranet um, that has things that are only accessible from internal in the company. And then you have obviously, uh, the WAN and everything that connects outside, uh, to allow you internet access and interoperability with other networks. You know, blockchains work the same way from a high level. Uh, it's a network. So there are private ones that are being used right now. A lot of them, uh, inside of companies that are, you know, using them for whatever, whatever purposes, also trying to expand and develop and research. Uh, and then the private ones that we know and, and love uh, that are, that are all over, um, you know, coin market cap and everything that you could check. So. Yeah. The, the, I know Paul, you were talking about, you know, pre-show we we're, we're discussing a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, proof of work and proof of stake and, and the different types of, uh, you know, blockchains that are out there and what they mean. Um, I don't know if Chris, you want to, you want to talk a little bit about that or if we want to just skip past that or whatever, but uh, I think it's kind of important because I think some people may not realize that, you know, although proof, proof of work, like Ethereum moving away from proof of work and going to proof of stake, a lot of people might think that proof of work is kind of, old technology and 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 doesn't have its place and it's not green and everything else but it it really it really does have its place and it actually is needed uh depending on what that chain's purpose is it's not like oh we're moving to proof of stake uh because proof of work is just absolute shit that's that's something like that's you know 2010 um no, it's just something that works better for Ethereum and some other chains, but proof of work is actually pretty important. It's just not very green. What else got any thoughts on that? 
going green up in this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, any thoughts I mean, on it? I mean, proof of work can be green if you work to make it green. Like if you're using renewable energy, things of that nature. But as you can tell, uh, we're not there uh, societally yet to have like a full grown renewable energy. If proof of work was running off of solar panels, nuclear energy, things like that, that would be perfect. Like you were saying, it could have its place, but in its current form, in our current form as a society, we're just not ready for proof of work with green energy. Do you think that we're going to see a potential shift in future blockchain with uh, as we kind of work towards more renewable resources, more I mean, renewable energy? I think overall, um, yes, because that's the main thing that's stopping people from really using proof of work or it's just that green and that not being green factor. So I think once we do have that push towards renewable energy, proof of work will come back and could be better, honestly, once because we're well, Renewable energy is not going to be something that takes two, three years. It's going to be like a 10 to 20 year process. And uh, you already know the software development cycle is always moving, especially blockchain. Blockchain moves a lot quicker than normal, like a, like Google, like Google development. So 10 to 20 years could be on blockchain technology. Of course, I'm just off of my experience. Really 30 to 40, 40 years of uh, technological advancements on blockchain. If that, that makes sense. Yeah, your audio shit. So, um, kind of driving over. Like, damn, where the hell is this kid? But yeah, yeah, definitely, it definitely does. And, um, you know, like just for instance, I know of a particular blockchain that you can actually run a node off of a laptop uh, without a problem. So, Damn. yeah, it, it's it's already changing. Um, it It's getting a lot better. What needs to happen uh, and is going to happen in the in the in the near future when we talk about technology, how fast it moves, uh, definitely in the near future is the um, the adoption of of certain chains and certain uh, technology outside of, again, just who's advertising more. Right. Like right now. Uh, I mean, Ethereum is Ethereum because that's, you know, I mean, it was, it came out, you know, right after Bitcoin and it was like the, who's going to, who's going to win, right? Who's going to win out Bitcoin or Ethereum? Ethereum was much different. Um, so it, it, it secured its place rightfully so. And then you had all these other chains come out, uh, afterwards where Binance was a fork of Ethereum. Um, and then, you know, obviously you have like Solana who can't keep their, their nodes up uh, and you have, you know, Cardano and you have XRP and Algorand and all these other blockchains that are, that are coming up. And what we need to start seeing, which I think we're going to see is just like we're seeing in with this bear market and stuff is with the, you know, just the tokens and everything is where there's less focus put on who's marketing more and more focus put on the actual underlying technology, because there are some blockchains and some other things out there that, are light years ahead of some of the big three or four uh, that just aren't being recognized or, or their potential hasn't been uh, seen yet. And I, I think we're going to see that change here in the, in the 
you know, in the next couple of years at most. Like I said, there's some really fast, lightweight technology out there that is going to do a lot of things that we talked about with storage and speed that is necessary for things like uh, like what Zach was talking about with uh, with gaming industries, right? If a gaming industry wanted to stop putting you know their marketplaces up on the blockchain. Right, storing the uh, the games for you to be able to pull down from there and doing transactions and everything uh, through blockchain. Uh, speed and data storage is going to be vital. Uh, blockchains like Binance can't handle that. It, it just it's not going to happen. Am I right? No. No, never <laughs> no. Right. Okay. Okay. Y'all went silent. Y'all went silent. Like, man, this dude don't know what the fuck he's talking about. No, I'm not gonna lie. I was, <laughs> I was reading. I was reading something. I got sidetracked. <laughs> I was doing a little reading. I was, yeah. You read man, I've read one book in the past fucking uh, eight years, and that's only because Chris made me do it. That's straight it's a good up. Good book, though, know. man. <laughs> It's a hella good book, but like, if someone doesn't put a book in my hands, hell no, I don't read. Fuck that shit. <laughs> hell no, I'd, I'd rather sit on my couch and play some retro football on my phone. Fuck. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of reading, because I did have a few questions on it. So if if one of the three or four people that are listening right now um, are curious as to what it is, so I put out that tweet the other day about Series Seven. Uh, that I did, I did start picking that up again. I want to study for that and I want to hopefully take that test within the next month or two, uh, to get the license, the series seven license. And I had some questions. Well, what is that? Why would you need that? You know, well, for one, a lot of times I get licenses and, and certifications I don't necessarily need. I just want to get them just because, uh, but this one has to do specifically with, uh, securities. Uh, it is the one of the major licenses you need uh, as like a broker or anybody that is selling and dealing with securities. So like if you have a uh, you know broker or, or uh, you know you have your financial person you go to that's doing all your investments for you, uh, this is a license that they need. Uh, so why bother? Right, we're in crypto. These are not securities. So so why bother? Uh, well, for one. Knowledge is power, right? Like Zach's talking about. If you read and you can pick up a book and, and gain some knowledge, I'm all for it. So I'm, I'm always wanting to gain a little bit more knowledge, even if it's not directly related. But we also don't know what type of regulation is going to come down. Everybody's speculating as to what, what's going to happen. Uh, best case, worst case scenario. My opinion, it's always best to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. So in the event that the SEC and the government decides to start trying to flag uh, any type of uh, crypto or or anything like that into that realm of a security, even if it loosely connects it, or maybe they just blatantly come out and say, we're going to just call it a security, uh, which I don't believe will happen. And I hope it doesn't happen. But if that happens, chances are they are going to require People at that company that are dealing directly with the sale of cryptocurrencies uh, to have licenses. So 
why not get ahead of the game in, in the event or just in case? Uh, it's something I've been wanting to do anyway, so it's not like I'm, you know, I was studying for it years ago and, and kind of just let it go to the wayside. But it's it's something I want to do anyway, so why not? Why not pursue it at this time and just have it and, and have it in our back pocket in case something like that happens and put, put us in a position to succeed? Right? It makes sense. That's just good business. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other ones out there, but Series 7 is kind of like, and then there's, you know, 63 and Series 6 and a few others, but, you know. That's really why. So if you're wondering, hey, what, why, what's going on? Why would you even bother doing that? Crypto's not a security. You preach it all the time. It's not a security. It's not a security. Yes, in my mind, it's not. Right now, it's not. I don't think it will be. But who the fuck knows with this government, man? You just you just never know. Yeah, we literally have no idea what it's going to turn into in the future. Especially with potential regulation coming out. You just don't know. That's right. Zach, what what are you reading? You, I don't think you ever told us what you're actually reading. Um, you know, actually, I was reading a few things. I was reading about a fire. Uh, I was reading the back of my smoothie bottle because <laughs> it, it, it intrigued me. Uh, Damn, son, that's a that's a lot of reading, kid. <laughs> you better slow down. <laughs> okay it was it was mainly about the fire okay it was about a house that burned down i was curious all right it was just it came up on my my little uh you know my thing on 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 twitter you know when you're scrolling you know what i'm saying the thing that's like shows the news and shit yeah you gotta share the story or are you gonna just say oh, i was about a fire i mean it's it just happened man i don't know they don't know all the details yet it was about a, a supermodel her house got burned down because it was uh, her ex her ex came and burned the house down now the dude's on the run damn yeah and this ain't no tom brady with giselle is it i was just about <laughs> to say that why you take my joke man what the fuck? <laughs> oh my bad my bad <laughs> nah that's funny though speaking of football what games are you gonna watch today well, I mean, my we, Eagles. We don't care playing, about the fucking so 49ers, so <laughs> even though you just made a hella good trade, huh, Chris? How you feeling? Man, How all you I'm saying feeling? is they dropped, <laughs> man. They dropped to the Falcons, bro. I don't But how you feeling about playing. the trade though? You that make you happy? Not, you get all yeah. giddy and shit inside? Nah, it's good. I mean, it's alright. Alright. Hi, we mean you just gave up just draft picks for the best running back in the fucking league. Nah, <laughs> man. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, they do have some injuries, so they need a good running back. They need a quarterback, man. They need to stop messing around with these other weak ass positions and get an actual. What you viable... mean? Jimmy Jimmy G's the Come the on. next Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the non cheating ass Tom Brady, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, I don't know. Who are they playing this week? Kansas City? Uh, I don't know. They got a, they're playing Kansas City. And they got a Kansas City starting a rookie court, uh, rookie running back this week, too. Yeah, well. Never never played a snap before. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah man. Does, does it sound way better? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just got home. All right, good. Uh, we're going to end the show. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of books, you want to know what book I've been reading or well, subject I've been reading on? Not really. Pen testing. Oh, yeah. 
Shouldn't, yeah. you, shouldn't you have already done that when we started talking about it? Well, I mean, I don't have a certification for it. <laughs> Fair enough. Some things are expensive. Yeah, so we're just going to hire you then? Yeah. One of the industry certifications is like $1,300. This take the test. Damn. Damn. And it's, and it's an entry OSCP. And it's just the entry oh. level 10 testing cert. I didn't okay. know it was that much. Jesus. OSCP is yeah. a good one now. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. Is you take the knowledge that you learn, you go and hack somebody to make sure you can do it for 1300 Right. And then you go and take that test. And you know you can definitely do it. Oh, and they got all sorts done, of like lab environments and stuff that you can get set up. Nah, I'll just use uh, Chris's uh, network as a lab. Oh, there what? you go. What? You heard him. No, man, stay off my network. Yeah, you know I'm already in your network. Man, you can't get in my shit. Oh, you don't want to tell me on that one. I will, man. I will, too. I'll let you. I'll let, like you challenge, kid. I'll let you try. I'll even sign paperwork. And I'm legally you know allowing how, you to let you try. You know how many uh, things you download off off of me? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. All right, that's true. That's, that is really true. <laughs> that's going to be over quick. <laughs> He gonna send you a picture and be like, hey, look at this new logo I got. You're gonna click on it all of a sudden and be like, oh, damn. <laughs> yep. Your thing's being encrypted by uh, a blockchain, blockchain ransomware. Man, I remember that reminds me of uh, way back, talking, I think, late 90s, where there was this tool called Sub7 that came out. I think that's what it was called. And it was basically like uh, it would create like a uh, like sort of like an RDP, but you know, not necessarily a full remote desktop. But it was uh, it would allow you to take control over peripherals on somebody's computer, but you had to get them to download the client. So what was different, and it was obviously a tool that was developed for malicious intent. It was not something that people just took. It was a legit tool. Uh, and people just took it and used it maliciously. This tool was created for that purpose. And it was one of the first tools that I seen that was designed for like the layman. Because really all you had to do was take the client and it would allow you to mask it as any file type. So you could do like an image and remind, I'll remind you, this is late nineties. This is back when AOL was running prevalent and people would go into AOL chat rooms and talk to whoever and Oh, let me show you, know, show me a picture because, you know, I don't, I don't remember at that time if AOL had profile pictures and I can't remember, but you know, people say, Oh, you know, show me a picture, send me a picture. Uh, you can pretend to be, you know, a, a female, which, you know, obviously at that case, a lot of people are going to just download without even thinking, uh, you know, here's a picture. And then you it act would, like that still doesn't happen. Exactly. But I, we're talking like, think about in the, in the late nineties, right? Where people really didn't know shit. Security was like, not even thought of from the average person. Social engineering probably didn't even exist. then. No, it was so bad. It was so easy to social engineer somebody. Uh, and so you get them to download it and it would unpack, right. And just hide itself, whatever file location you told it to. And so they would never really be able to find it without a scanner. And then you literally could just take control over their webcam, uh, keyboard, mouse, any program, anything like that. It was, it was pretty, it was cool and fucked up at the same time. But I remember that software was running hot for a while until, uh, it even took Norton and shit a, a good amount of time before they put it into their skin. 
crazy. Damn, usually they're quick on that, you know? Yeah, they definitely weren't quick on that one. <laughs> Man, Norton's a scam itself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't used that in many, many years, dude. That shit embeds itself into your computer like a damn virus. Yeah, it's like fucking Mr. McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. Literally. Yeah. Created one of the best fucking scam networks in the world. Yep. Speaking of McAfee, prominent, and the homie's dead. Like, <laughs> have you seen? Did you see his original? Uh, I think it was the email when he first came out with McAfee. He's basically saying, uh, "Yeah, I created the software where I can get into anybody's computer across the globe." <laughs> and this this was like right before it was released too. <laughs> Not surprised. And look how popular it is now. Yeah, it comes fucking pre-installed, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. What's fucked up is like Microsoft is, they just pre-install that shit, which makes no fucking sense. So clearly, McAfee goes to you know someone like Gates. He's like, all right, homie, I'll give you a billion dollars. Shut your fucking mouth and just install this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's it, right? I mean, how do you not know? Like, if if someone as simple as us, right, can just look at that and go, yeah, that's fucking malware, obviously, yeah. right? Like, clearly, these fucking dudes that are running this shit know this, but turn a blind blind eye because cash. It's either cash or Epstein's Island. Which one do you want? Right. Remember uh, Kaspersky? <laughs> or both. Or oh, both. Fuck. <laughs> or fuck Kaspersky. Yeah, man. Remember that? That was, dude, that antivirus was popular <laughs> as hell until people started realizing that it was developed by Russian KGB. <laughs> Which one? Oh Kaspersky? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what. Yeah. I don't think I heard of that one. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was it's still around. It was like, then, then people were like, well, wait a second. <laughs> like, it was really good. Like, it, it you know, but obviously uh, the underlying, you know, code wasn't so good. But um, the actual functionality of it, as far as removing viruses and detection and all that was actually really, really good. For all our listeners out there, you know what I do recommend? Malware bites. It's yeah, never let me down. Pretty good. Yeah. Malware yeah. bites is amazing. I've had it for like damn, ever since I started like getting into IT. So like when I was like ten, I, I had say, malware it's, bites. It's, it's been around for like twenty years. Yeah, super good. I agree. It's the only thing I use, <laughs> and it's free. Well, yeah. they have a free option. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one. Yeah, that's good stuff. There was a period of time too where Microsoft's uh before they built it into their OS. Oh, Windows Defender. Windows Defender. It actually, trash. No, when it first Windows- came out, it was actually really, really good. So Windows Defender is actually not trash if you know how to use it. Um Windows Defender itself heavily relies on people not clicking malicious links. So if you're not clicking malicious links, Microsoft Defender is absolutely I want to say absolutely amazing, but it's actually, it gets the job done. It will scan everything. You do a full scan, quick scan. It will find a majority of the stuff, um, except for like your more advanced malware. But Defender overall is not that bad. Yeah. Fair enough. I've always disabled it. I don't know. But. And, so, of course, bring up a good point to clicking on malicious links. Because I do want to talk about stuff. Because there's a lot of, and this is real quick, because I know we, we, we're going to end the show here soon. But, uh, a lot of talk about security all the time with, with, uh, Web3 and, and, and 
what it takes to get in somebody's wallet, seed phrases and, and all this other stuff and products coming out to, to help with this. And you know, I get it. It's great. We got products, any product that's uh, going to come onto the market and help somebody. It's always a good thing, uh, whether it's absolutely needed or not. That's a whole nother story. But when it comes to clicking on things and it comes to wallet exploitation, when you think about the amount of people that, you know, might get exploited or, or, you know, funds taken or anything like that. I know we said it before, but it is almost always, always, always from clicking on a, a, a link, connecting your wallet and transacting with a specific allowance that you are allowing, which is typically unlimited. You're allowing them to have full access to move any and all assets out of your wallet. It is extremely unlikely. I don't know of any cases where somebody actually has had their seed phrase hacked. All right. These are very complicated algorithms that create these seed phrases. If you do not give somebody your seed phrase, store it somewhere where it can be accessed through somebody hacking your computer and going through your files um, or anything like that, and you don't connect to a site, the likelihood of your wallet getting quote unquote hacked is it's almost impossible. Almost. Yeah. Because when you're generating, for example, a recovery phrase, when it's using the words, it's using common dictionary words. You know how many words is in the dictionary? Just the English dictionary alone. So to at least four. The processing power just to try to go through all that. It's you can't do that on an everyday computer. It's damn near impossible. Yeah, and it's generating your private key using those words. So it has to be identical. And it's I don't know, it, because I I do see it sometimes when people are, are on Twitter or whatever, uh talking about, you know, hack. It's not really a hack. You're not getting hacked. You are literally giving up control uh through clicking on something malicious and 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 then actually completing that transaction on the blockchain which then gives the permission you you don't know it at that time but you are giving them that permission they are not hacking you um now where the hack piece comes in is sometimes when somebody spoofs a website uh or actually gets onto their website or onto a twitter account or onto a social account and then changes URLs and, and redirect sites and all that other stuff. But that's on that's on another end. As far as your wallet goes, if you do things the right way and you're very careful and don't store your seed phrase anywhere digitally, you definitely don't want to, you know, I know even though we think of our personal computers as, as secure, uh, well, I'm not sharing this stuff. I don't give anybody access. Uh, there's a lot of ways, like we just talked about some of them, where people can gain access to your desktop. Uh, and access your files. So if you have your seed phrase in a in a text file labeled my wallet seed phrase uh, <laughs> or a private key or whatever it may be that you exported, uh, you're leaving yourself extremely vulnerable. Don't do that. Uh, write it down on paper, uh, put it in a safe, whatever it may be. But the the opportunity for somebody to gain access to your actual seed phrase through methods that you're not quote unquote at fault for is like one in a billion. Like that's not an accurate number, but I'm just throwing like, just to be 
you know, exaggerate a little bit. It's extremely, extremely unlikely. I'd like to add another point. Um, software update, software update, and software update. Make sure your device is updated because you'll never know when you miss a software update and then there's a exploit such as like remote execution or that, that allows people to run uh, code remotely on your computer or device. Um, people don't realize how important software updates are. Yes, I know it's tedious. Like, oh, you have to wait for it to uh, install. Then you have to restart your device and that can take up to like 20, 30 minutes, especially on Windows. But those updates are very, very crucial to keeping you secure and keeping your data secure, not just cryptocurrency, but any other personal information you might have on that device. That's a good call, man. I think that's something that goes overlooked far too much. I know updates are a pain in the ass. I can't stay again. I got to restart my computer and lose all my tabs. Yeah, which means I was going to say, which means you got to force close your browser. (laughs) Man, why don't you have your tabs to set up? So once you reopen your browser those tabs reopen. Yeah, I do to a point, but it changes too I, much. I think that it tells him no because he has so many tabs open. <laughs> like, man. It's straight up like, nah. You, son, you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> man, you need to use Edge because Edge opens all my tabs right open. I again. do use Edge and Chrome and Firefox and Brave. Yeah, I use all of them. Yeah, surprisingly, Edge is actually not that bad compared to Internet Explorer. I do. It just depends on what I'm doing. I have different tasks for different browsers. So that way I know, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking to work on whatever this is that I'm working on. I know if I go to, say, like Mozilla, I know that that's where all those tabs are to work on that given project or whatever. You know? Yeah, I do the same thing, too. Yeah. So... Ray hates Edge because, uh, no, I'm not even going to go into it. Can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, I had one, but it's not really appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to bowling, Ray. <laughs> All right. Well, it is that time. We, uh, we've been here for about an hour. Uh, actually, just slightly over now. It's uh, 11 a.m. <sighs> Eastern time. Uh, so we're going to wrap things up. But before we do, I do want to make sure that anybody that did have anything they want to talk about or mention, or if they want to thank me for any reason, uh, has the opportunity to do that right now. Uh, nah, man, I'm just trying to go uh, take care of the sick kid, man. Nah, fuck you, Chris. Damn. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. That's because of that text message I sent you before we get on the show. Nah, that's because you forgot the podcast. Because I what? You forgot the podcast. I didn't forget it. Yes, yes, you did. A few weeks ago. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, man, I'm never going to live that down, huh? Nope. <laughs> uh, well, just a reminder, um, you know, this Friday coming up is Affinity Friday. We didn't do any streaming games uh, last Affinity Friday, but we 100% will this Friday. Uh, looks like there's a new season of Marvels out, so it'll be a good time. Make sure you're there. <laughs> season of Marvels. Finally, maybe the shit ain't broken. Uh, right. Oh, no, that shit's still going to be broken. Of course it is. Sorry, right, we'll do a sudden death race to end it all. We need to get a hold of them, see if they'll let us get a copy of it, like, for for us internally and, like, be able to do Web3, like, be able to connect wallets and shit up to it. 
Uh, you can connect your Twitch channel. So. Yeah, right. Uh, and to anybody who's listening right now, those other, before we wrap this up, um, I guess there's a, a community member, I'm guessing, of OG Safe Moon. Um, I don't think I've recognized this person in our community, but they're doing a giveaway on Twitter. Uh, where they're going to give away uh, OG Safe Moon and a little bit of Affinity. They're giving away 10 million to three people, um, along with 10 billion OG to three people. Um, we're going to match whoever the uh, Affinity winners are. That actually 10 million. So whoever wins, you're going to get an extra 10 million. Um, just want to put that out there. Anybody's listening, so you can go and find that. that. We did comment on it. So if you go to the the main page and just go to our, our replies, tweets and replies, you'll see the person I replied to who's doing it. So uh, just want to put that out there. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Got all about that. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else myself. Um, so I know uh, Zach and I uh, need to get together a little later on today. Uh, yep. And uh we'll based on that stuff. And uh it's I don't know, it's gonna be a good winter, bro. Yeah. You know, looking forward to it. So thanks everybody. Right, this is gonna be the an actual crypto winter that's positive. Not not, yeah, a, right? not a bear market crypto winter, but a real crypto winter. <laughs> you better upgrade that your internet before those winter storms, Chris. <laughs> so I did put uh ups on both my computer and on my network equipment. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks, Paul, for the, the secondary ups. So uh, I'm good there. So uh, it should give me enough time. So when my generator kicks over, I don't, I don't drop in that dead time between the power cutting out and my generator kicking on. Uh, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to how that works. And I actually got to test it a couple times because uh, I do live in an area where people tend to uh, hit this one specific telephone pole pretty, pretty often. Uh, no joke, man. Around the summertime, that pole gets hit probably once every three weeks or so. Why? Oh, bro. And it's, it's not even that it gets hit. That thing gets smoked once yeah. every three weeks. Why? Is it just like a bad corner or it, people stupid? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's what it comes down to, bro. It's like it's I live in a, a high tourist area. So we get a lot of out of towners that come in. They drive real fast around these corners. The roads are dark. Because just that's just the way, you know, they try that's, to keep that's, that's New England roads right there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they're always trying to yeah, New England roads and they're always trying to keep that uh that old small town like yeah, you know, like no exactly. joke no joke, real quick story before we end this, right? And my the when I was on the on the school board, the, the school committee, we wanted to put up a new sign out front of the high school. Now, the, the old sign was one of those old pegboard ones where somebody would have to go out there and put up the little letters and shit for announcements and all that. So as people mm-hmm. drive by, they can see it. Well, we secured the funding, and we're going to put up one of those uh, LED uh, boards. Nice. Nice one. You know, that way it can be controlled internally. You can put up nice pictures, all this other stuff. And it was going to be for town use. So, like, when school's not in or if there's an emergency, because the school's on a main, the main road that cuts through the town. So if there was like a, an emergency for, you know, for the police or fire or whatever that they need to get the word out a little bit more too, they can, they can take over the board and put up, you know, bulletins and stuff. Yeah. Well, when I tell you that when we went to the meeting, the public meeting to try to get this sign, there were comments like, this isn't Las Vegas. We don't need that big bright sign <laughs> on there. I'm not joking with you, man. The old cats in this town are adamant about having it dark as hell. 
that just comes with old school because look at um look at you know that the town that's on the north end of the the upper cape where yeah. there's like literally no chain anything rest you know restaurants stores stuff like that and and that's why the property tax there is so significantly high because they literally pay a higher property tax in order to to keep like big box stores and stuff out of that town just because they want it i don't know to to suck yeah <laughs> fuck yeah that's it, crazy it is it's 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 bananas man so yeah i definitely have heard like i don't try to get off i've definitely heard of like this Obviously, I've never tried to stand up my own anything in a town, but I've heard multiple, multiple business people who have uh, wanted to do stuff within a town and just dealing with town committees in any town usually yeah. is just a bitch because it's always just one thing, right? It's just something stupid that you're like, like, why do I have to do this? And anybody out there who is listening, if you notice that, like, as you go through places and you're like, everything is in a theme or you notice that just something as simple as like the, as Chris is saying, like the sign, like sometimes the, um, like the, uh, what's the word I'm like, like the pole, right. That holds up the sign. Like if you notice they're all stone, like it's just yeah. because one asshole in the town just thinks everything has to be stone, you know, <laughs> like for, for what? I don't know. Like, uh, it's you guys ever been to Sedona? Was Mason. You ever been to Sedona? No. No, so Sedona's home. There's so there's actually I think there's only four. You can look them up. There's only I think it's four green McDonald's in the whole world. Green McDonald's. Really? And one of them is yes, and one of them's in Sedona. Um, and again, it's just to fit the whole theme. Like almost everything around there is like this green theme and shit like that. So McDonald's had to create a green McDonald's to have <laughs> one out there, and, and that's it. Like the 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 arch is green and everything else is crazy. Um, I think there's one in China, um, and there's another one elsewhere. But there's only like three or four in the whole world. It's a fucking green McDonald's. It's crazy. Holy shit, man! Yeah, you should have yeah, yeah. seen the stink people. They recently put in a Wendy's or near me. You should have seen the stink people put up. It was going on for months. <laughs> like no joke. I was like, what the hell? You would have thought you would have thought they were putting in a brothel. Like it was crazy. Mind, uh-huh. you know, mind you. This is just a couple of years after the only strip club in the area within miles was in my town. <laughs> right. So yeah, the only strip the only. club, but they flip it out over uh, a Wendy's. Whatever. And, and mind you, it, it used to, before it was a Wendy's, it was still a fast food. It was a, restaurant. Yeah, it was a, uh, uh, what the hell's the other coffee place? Uh, honeydew. It was a honeydew. Okay. Yep. So I don't know. Don't just go get a frosty and chill. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. All right. But anyway, it was a good show. Like I, t- I promised you it was going to be a good show before we started. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back in here. Remember this is every other week. So we'll be back here in two weeks on Sunday, 10 AM right here on WDVR DV radio. So thank you to Bo and the crew for setting us up, keeping us up and running, keeping our lights on, so to speak. And uh, we will see you all in a couple weeks. Take it easy. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. 